Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God for our meditation this morning is just one single verse from the responsive psalm we read together just a few moments ago. The words of Psalm 66, verse 5, Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Come and see. There are a lot of things this time of year to go out and see. There are a lot of things that give us visual reminders of just what sort of season we're in. In fact, it is estimated that over $7 billion is spent every single year only on Christmas decorations. Whether it's our clothing or the cups at Starbucks, there are no shortage of visual reminders of just what sort of season we're in. But of course, it's not just the decorations that we go out and see this time of year. It's also the people, the family, the friends, the loved ones, the ones you perhaps haven't even seen since last year, and maybe for good reason, but nevertheless, they are the ones that you want to be with this year. They are the ones you want to go out and see this time of year. And of course, we can't deny that there is a sort of special joy in being able to tell a a child that they can come and see what gifts have their name on it under the tree. There is so much to go and see this time of year. So much to try and fit in to just a few weeks in order to feel like you have the true holiday experience. And perhaps we get so busy, so caught up in trying to fit all these things in, going and seeing all the different sort of things that we want to in order to match our expectation of what this time of year is all about, that we perhaps forget that God invites us to come and see what he has done. God invites us to come and see what he is doing. It probably was a little more difficult for those shepherds in the field to forget, because after all, they had just seen the angelic heavenly host proclaim the Savior's birth to them. We sang just a few moments ago that they would say to one another, come to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. And in Luke, we read, that after the angels had went up into heaven, the, the, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And of course, we know they went and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Those shepherds were able to go and see the awesome deeds of God, the awe-causing the marvelous things that he would do for his people. It must have been quite the event just to see their faces when they got to Bethlehem and realized who they were looking at. Realized that truly this was not any sort of ordinary night, but a quite holy night indeed. And it's those unnamed shepherds that were the ones who got to go and see that infant Savior. They got to come and see what God has done. But they wouldn't be the only ones. Some 30 years later, a relatively ordinary man outside of Galilee was sitting under a fig tree. His name was Nathaniel. And all of a sudden, Nathaniel's friend Philip came running up to him and said to him, 
We have found him, him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. And Nathanael responded to his friends saying, well, can anything good come from Nazareth? To which Philip told him, come and see. And he went. And when he got to this man that there was all this fuss about, the man acted like he knew him. And so he asked him, how do you know me? Jesus' reply to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael, shocked, answers, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus' words to him, because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And like the shepherds, Nathanael, so too, was invited to come and see the awesome deeds that God was going to do. And Nathanael did just that. He went, and him and the other disciples, they got to see miracle after miracle, wonder after wonder. They got to watch this man heal the blind and the lame, raise his friend from the dead, do wonderful, wonderful things. And then it changed. He was arrested. He was betrayed, tortured, crucified, and they had to bury him, lay him in a tomb. This man that had told him to come and see great things, well, he's now dead. And in preparation and in grief, just a few days later, some friends that had been with Jesus and his disciples, a few women, went to that tomb. They came to see his body where it lay, except what they came to see was no longer there. The stone had been rolled away, and instead, just an angel was there, saying to the women, he is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come, come and see the place where he lay. Come and see just how great God's redemption for his people truly is. I highly doubt that it was shepherds watching over their flocks at night or an ordinary man outside of Galilee or even some women bewildered at an empty tomb that the psalmist had in mind when he wrote the words of Psalm 66. And yet when you read Psalm 66 you realize quite quickly what an appropriate psalm it is not for not only for our celebration of Advent and our preparation for Christmas, but what an amazing psalm it is for our lives. To be reminded that we have the opportunity to come and see what God has done. Come and see his awesome deeds for his children. Come and see what it means to believe in the Lord our God. The invitation, the words of the psalmist from Psalm 66 are his confession. Come and see what God has done, for he is awesome in his deeds. But it's an invitation that doesn't only come to shepherds, that doesn't only come to men in the first century or women standing outside the tomb, but it's an invitation from God that comes to us, that comes to us every single day. It's true we weren't there. We didn't get to see this infant being held by his mother. We didn't get to see him call 
his disciples. And we've never looked at that empty tomb. And yet we are invited to come and see the awesome things God has done. And perhaps it's appropriate in this busiest of seasons that we stop for a moment and remember that. Perhaps we remember that of all the invites we get this year, all the invites to parties and events and fun activities, the greatest invite of all is that from our Lord and from our Savior. Come and see. Come and see what I do for you. Come and see how awesome my deeds are for you. We come to this place, God's holy house, Perhaps it's most appropriate this time of year to remember it's not some sort of ordinary invitation that we get to come here and see how God works in our midst. It's no small thing that we can look over at that baptismal font where many of us may have even been baptized ourselves and remember, see how God brought you out of slavery to sin, death, and the devil and calls you now his child. Luther described it this way, that he won and redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of devil, not with gold or silver, but instead with the only gift that matters, his precious, his holy blood and his innocent suffering and death. It is no small thing that we get to come and see how God works in our midst. Come and see the awesomeness of who he is. Come and see and hear his forgiveness that he freely offers us on account of his beloved son. That it's no small thing to be invited to come and not only see, but to taste, to touch the forgiveness he offers to us in holy communion. It is true we weren't there on that silent night, and we weren't under that fig tree like Nathaniel, and we weren't at the empty tomb, but we still daily have that invitation to come and see how awesome is our God, how awesome are the deeds that he does for his children. You have an invitation to come and see what God has done for you, and to know he's not done doing awesome things for you. That even though you weren't in Bethlehem, Galilee, or Jerusalem, God's not done with you. For you will one day see your Lord, your Savior, the Christ, the Son of God, who did everything on your behalf. And on that day, you will know just how truly awesome his deeds for you are. We are reminded that in Advent, what we wait in expectation for is not what the shepherds saw, but rather the glory of the resurrected Lord in his second coming. That is the glory we are all awaiting one day to see. The hymn writer Cecil Alexander described it this way when tasked with writing a hymn for children to explain the incarnation of the Lord in the Apostles' Creed. And our eyes at last shall see him through his own redeeming love, for that child so dear and gentle is our Lord in heaven above. And he leads his children on to the place where he is gone. 
not in that poor lowly stable with the oxen standing by. Shall we see him but in heaven, set at God's right hand on high? Then like stars his children crowned, all in white, his praise will sound. That is the awesomeness of our God. That is the marvelousness of who our Savior truly is. And that praise that will sound from us one day, well, that is the response. That is the response of his people, his people who have been given a great invitation to come and see what God has done for you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.